Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Zeit gang, you like to watch new stuff, right? I mean, who doesn't? I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama, a new season of The Kardashians starring the Kardashians, of course, and Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. My mic sounds nice. My mic sounds nice. <laughs> let's, let's include all this. <laughs> Hello, the internet, and welcome to this week trend episodes weekend trends weekend trends it's weekend trends on the zeitgeist my mic sounds nice my mic sounds nice my mic sounds nice that's super producer brian jeffrey hello i am here Um, he is here i'm here we are here together it's going to be the last weekend trending episode of the year of 2022. Damn. Um, 20, what, what year is it, Jack? 2023. <laughs> <laughs> I've been looking through. We're going to do some uh, best of episodes over the break for people to listen to in addition to our evergreen ones. And so I've been looking back over the past couple years of episodes. Um I don't know. That, that's not an excuse. I've been only looking at 2023 episodes, and for some reason, that made me say 2022. Uh, I'm Jack. That is super producer Brian. Miles is away on assignment. Uh, just getting a little relaxation. That's his assignment. Uh, and that's going to be all of our assignments in three short days. But for now, we are still here. We are here to tell you uh, what is trending this weekend. Uh, but first, we like to tell you little bit about ourselves and what we think by telling you something we think is underrated and overrated so brian do you want to kick us off with something you think is underrated underrated i'm gonna go very very literal uh that new obama movie uh we'll, we'll leave the world behind uh, <laughs> <laughs> is getting review bombed on metacritic i um, love the obama movie i love calling it <laughs> the obama I- movie he's all up <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm not going to call him an auteur, but his his fingerprints are all over that some bitch, man. I, I keep calling it the Obama movie because I, <laughs> I didn't plan on watching this movie, right? I was just I was just passing through the living room and my partner was putting the movie on and she happened to she was like, Obama. The Thanks hell? a lot, Obama. <laughs> she and I was like, huh? 
Obama made uh-huh. another movie. Yeah. And I sat down and I watched it. I knew nothing about it. And um, I found it perfectly enjoyable. Uh, perfectly diverting. <laughs> and, you know, good performances. And, uh, you know, it, it very good some, performances. Some, some familiar faces. And uh, yeah, yeah. I was unaware of this movie's existence. And, uh, you know, it was like the pleasant little small surprise uh, that it wasn't awful. Um, yeah and didn't waste my time the the effects are really cool um it's like it's definitely i don't know it's kind of appropriate to me that it is an obama so so you're saying it's getting review bombed because it's uh, simply because it's produced by produced by the obamas it's just one of the movies that they threw their weight behind as part of their netflix production deal basically and i have to assume it's based off of some book that he likes or some shit i don't even know i think I didn't that's look right into it. i think that's right but i know probably he likes from books. his reading list <laughs> i uh, know he likes books yeah guy's a fucking dork yep. um it's uh i i think it's my favorite trailer of the year um the trailer with the lcd sound system oh baby song over it is a blast um i then was so uh, overcome by the trailer that I went and saw it in theaters. And then I won't dig too much into spoilers. Uh, love the trailer, didn't love the film quite as much, um, but I highly recommend checking out the trailer. If it speaks to you, check out the movie. It is the number one trending movie on Netflix and that I think means it's probably been viewed more times than most films that came out this year. I remember what the other thing that caught my attention was that it starts with like a banger song i don't know who does the song but it starts with like hip-hop music like yeah. just blaring and i'm like the fuck are you watching <laughs> and then throughout the film number one this score sounds like a it sounds like some colombo type shit there's these weird little piano chords that when somebody says something and some spooky happens there's like a like a yeah, weird yeah. piano chord which was tickling me and um, the music was like it, they were playing that that one song by Next about getting a boner while dancing. Uh-huh. Uh huh. <laughs> they like, do. I I like the music. Um, yeah, there, there was a lot to like. I'd say. Yeah, lot to like. The literal, the very like intentional off-putting music cues seems to be a thing that's happening. Like May, if you've seen May December, there's like some piano music that is like really strange and draws attention to itself and yeah i feel like there's a lot of like little music cues in this that draw attention to themselves um my underrated brian is the psychological complexity of the home alone films um Hmm. i watched the home alone films over the weekend with uh my children now which ones did you watch did you watch the only the uh... just the mac ones okay yeah just the the ones from that i had seen as a child and had not uh, look at that since and viewing it as a parent um, <laughs> th- this seems to be a film about an attempted very late stage abortion like is wow. is what I'm taking from it like <laughs> so I, I have you know I've talked before about like my my theory like we have like different people different personalities inside of us and like sometimes they're acting without the conscious self being aware so when someone is like ah, i keep sabotaging myself i think that's literally what is 
happening oftentimes. Like there's a part of you that doesn't want the career that, and it's like sabotaging that career or like there's a part of you that doesn't want that relationship. And so that part of you is actually like working outside of your conscious mind to, you know, get you out of that relationship by sabotaging it. Anyways, this is what I think is happening with Kevin's mom in Home Alone and Home Alone 2. And I don't think I'm at, like, I think this is all kind of what the filmmakers intended. Like, I don't think they would necessarily call it a movie about an attempted late stage, very late stage abortion. But like, there's, so Catherine O'Hare, the mom, like, there's a conscious part of her that knows she's supposed to be a loving mother and like gestures towards that. But I think there's another part of her deeper down where like language doesn't reach that comes through in her eyes when she looks at Kevin that truly wishes he wasn't around. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like you, you see it when she sends him to bed without dinner uh, after he like, he literally spills milk at dinner in the first movie in like the first 10 minutes of the first movie and is sent to bed in the attic without dinner. Um, and the first thing that I noticed about the scene was that Catherine O'Hare is like looking at him with the deadest eyes. And I'm like, she's a good actor. That's like, why is she? And she's saying wild shit. And while sending this kid to bed without eating, the next part I noticed is that she doesn't realize he's not with them in the airport. Which they're is carrying, always insane to me. They're carrying <laughs> Fuller, who's the other kid who's around his age, which is what you do when you're in a hurry at the airport. You pick up anything under the age of 10 and you are carrying that shit uh, because they are going to get lost otherwise. That's the first thing you see as a parent. Like, traveling with kids is hell uh, for a reason. They are not for one second out of your thoughts. You'd yeah, be, they're tiny and distractible. Yeah. Like, like I carry my kid on my shoulder like when I'm running late. Like, I just, like, throw him over like he's a sack of potatoes. Um, but the, the real thing that I think everyone remembers that kind of proves my point is the scene where she leaps forward and goes, Kevin! Because, so, there's part of her that knows she left the kid behind. Like that, she like the whole does time. Not, she's fully. There's part of she, her that's fully aware. There's part of her that's fully aware that's <laughs> trying to get through to the conscious part of her mind, but not until they're off the ground. It's not. It's not getting through until they're off the ground. Um, she doesn't have to look in the back. Like she's not like, oh wait, no, there's no way we left Kevin. Like also, go back. It's only her. Yeah, she's the only one. <laughs> yeah. Right. Because, well, I think that there, there is like the dad is among the dumbest dad characters we've ever seen outside of like a fucking beer commercial or like a, I guess not beer, like a hardware commercial or something like that. Dad, dads are dumb. Yeah, he's commercials commercial dumb. Yeah. He's very, he's commercial dad dumb. Yeah. And, uh, he, <laughs> but so she, she realizes it. She's like, oh my God. We left him without checking in the back because the kids are sitting in coach and the parents are sitting in first class. Something that she's like, oh my God, don't you feel like a heel kind of that we're sitting in first class and the kids are in coach? Um, so they're just bad, <laughs> bad people. Um, but once, so once 
the jig is up and her conscious mind is now aware that she left Kevin. Um, she makes like one call to the cops. She like, she makes a call to the cops. The cops like send her to family services appropriately. They're like, well, there's clearly something going on here. Then she's like sent back to the cops. They, they send one cop by to do a wellness check on him and are like, there's nobody here. So my brain before was distracted by those are the worst cops in the world, but she's just like, okay with that. She doesn't like keep harassing. She's not on the phone continuously with the local police. I feel like she's just checking off the boxes of what a loving mother would do so that like she has, she can continue to tell herself she does not want this kid dead, but that's, I think, ultimately what she wants until she gets home and sees that he's kept the house neat, at which point she's like, okay, you're acceptable. Um, <laughs> because, like, yeah, she, she clearly has big problems with, like, messiness. Uh, and when he spilled that thing, she was like, no, fuck this. And then the fact that it happens again in a second movie, at a certain point you're trying to kill this kid. Um, but again, when she realizes it, she just faints straight away like there's the scene probably less iconic but where they're at the baggage claim and she's like here give this bag to kevin it goes down the thing and then they're like kevin's not here and the second she hears the phrase kevin's not here she just screams kevin and then faints dead away so again she knows that they've left him or lost him um in in the second one there is part of her that is consciously doing this. It's not a coincidence that it happens twice. This is a movie about a very conflicted mother who does not like her son taking taking matters into her own hands. Is is my theory? Interesting, interesting. I was I was not that long ago. I was I was watching a a, a group of movies because I was trying to find the worst movie mother. Yeah, but I totally forgot about Home Alone. Really not great parenting. Um, the other loose theory that I think you could probably also make the case for is that she does it all consciously and it is just checking off the boxes, just trying to make it so that it seems like, uh, you know, she, she actually gives a shit. But just she's full sociopathic. Full sociopathic, like, Oh, Kevin's not here, and we actually don't need to. Um, granted, this is putting all the pressure on her and not the dad. But as we mentioned, the dad is commercial dumb, so you you can't. <laughs> you just have to assume she all all the weight is on her shoulders, which isn't fair, and maybe a reason why she's trying to off one of these little fuckers. So, just just my read on the Home Alone franchise. Uh, also, just an incredible amount of hyper violence in, in both movies. The it's second wild. one in particular is yeah. like it's wild because in the second one he catches them at a like toy store. They're robbing a toy store. Everything about like storytelling and like who the target demographic is for this movie suggests oh he's going to use toys to trap them and like torture them and nope instead he like lures them to a kill house and repeatedly kills them like repeatedly does things that would murder yeah. 
any living organism, like a, a brick from like four stories up thrown straight into the forehead. All of these stunts individually would kill a man. Yes. Easily. <laughs> and it just keeps, <laughs> it keeps going. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's something. It's wild. I, I'm really curious if anybody knows the backstory to Home Alone 2. If there was like a last minute rewrite by the guy who would go on to direct Saw or something, <laughs> because everything <laughs> is leading up to that moment is like, yeah, he's just going to like use Nerf guns to like trap and trick these guys. And I love the idea that Kevin like, McAllister is actually the Saw man when he grows up to a, be that guy. <laughs> I think there is a uh, theory <laughs> online, a loose theory that uh, he is like Jigsaw as a child. Oh, um, man. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, uh, I yeah, I'm very curious how how that came about. Um, how, how the <laughs> Home Alone Two Kill House uh, came about, <laughs> like why they weren't just like. Yeah, no, it would be funny if he, like, used toys, because that was what he did in the first one. He used toys, like, as weapons against these guys, and they were like, we gotta up it, man. We gotta, like, take the violence to, like, at least the level of the equalizer, you know? <laughs> like, it's... Like, it, it is really, like, he just takes them into an abandoned house like a murderer, and then uses just industrial strength weapons to murder them repeatedly. I wonder, I wonder if you could change the, the entire tone of the film by just changing the score to make it feel more appropriate. Yeah. And then just <laughs> adding like some blood sprays here and there yeah, with some, CGI. Some yeah. spooky piano stingers. Um, yeah. Um, well that, that actually leads into my overrated, which is um, the high pitched choral thing that, I don't know. I, I just noticed it's the second verse of Nat King Cole's Silent Night, which is in heavy rotation uh, around this time of year. It goes from Nat King Cole singing Silent Night, which, uh, you know, great. One of the great voices, uh, you know, seems like it was built to sing Silent Night. And then the second verse is like all of these high pitched choral, like, like just overlapping. It's also in a lot of early Disney movies. So I just think, I think it was a thing that people had seen live before recorded music. And we're like, this shit goes like, this is, this is a transfixing, transformative experience. And then they just tried to like put it everywhere. And it, it's also, I think it's the sound that you hear when, uh, like in 2001, the Space Odyssey, where they see the big black uh, obelisk, or is that what that thing's called? Um, the big black domino the monolith. thing? Monolith. And yeah, it, so it just has like creepy connotations now. So, I mean, not there's, I guess nobody's really using it anymore for any reason other than to creep people out, but it just, it's really a bad one. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's firmly in the realm of cliche. Yeah. Um, almost to the point where it's like you, it's reserved for like comedy bits. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Um, it's uh, I, it's I just shorthand know. for spooky now. <laughs> yeah. And it just feels like I think this is a thing that happens still 
is people underestimate the difference between like music that sounds good live and is fun to see. And then like recorded music, we're still like, we're working with that gap somehow. Um, and so I don't know that, that this feels like the original sin of that where they're like, yeah, we all love being in church and hearing the, like a really good chorus, just nail it. Um, so Here's that experience, and then it just sounds like shit. It just sounds creepy and screechy. Uh, what's something you think is overrated, Brian? All right, I'm going to stick with films. Films? Uh, I love films. So I saw another movie this weekend, and this movie just pissed me right the way off. Uh-oh. Um, <laughs> Did it cheese you off? Um, okay, so this film is called Soft and Quiet, and it is literally overrated it's got an 87 on Rotten tomatoes uh it's got an 82 out of 100 on metacritic indicating universal acclaim um and here's a little snippet of a review a painfully timely horror-fueled thriller Mm. soft and quiet forces the viewer to confront the ugly underbelly of modern american race relations and to that i say no the fuck it doesn't (laughs) it really really doesn't it it, this movie, I, I guess what's really overrated are films that nonsensical and silly that take themselves really, really seriously. Because yeah. this movie was, I'm just going to say it, it was straight trash. It was Straight not, trash. It was not good. It was one of those movies where I, I saw the reviews, right? And I'm like, I, I don't watch trailers usually. And I, I see horror thriller. I'm like, okay, that's the vibe I'm looking for. Horror thriller. And I knew race was an element. Mm-hmm. And this movie ended up being, are you familiar with Mumblecore, Jack? Uh-huh. Yeah. So yeah. it was, ended up like being a Mumblecore. brothers. <laughs> yeah. It ended up being a Mumblecore nightmare with everybody talking over each other as they do in Mumblecore movies. And <sighs> I won't get into spoilers, but it literally it goes from these these Karens essentially meeting up for a um, a racist get together that is very blunt and unsubtle and um, like there's literally a pie with a swastika on it. Wow! And it's like you didn't need to. That's a little too on the nose. Um, and then it just gets stupider from there. Like, wow. and I th- this is basically like. The sound of freedom, but for racism. <laughs> it, it's that bad. Right. It gets <laughs> racism wrong. And is, yeah, yeah, it's it's it totally gets racism wrong. The same wrong. way that sound of freedom gets human trafficking wrong. Yeah. It just yeah. there are simpler, less stupid and embarrassing ways to depict uh <laughs> racism in America than what they chose. It's really baffling. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, a literally overrated film, soft and quiet. Piece of shit. There you go. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. Talk about the news. You like to watch new stuff, right, Zygang? I know I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new. Because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, Join Lisa and her hand-selected staff at Chateau Rosabelle, a glamorous estate in the French countryside, as they live, work, and play together 24-7. Vanderpump Villa is where 
first-class luxury meets world-class drama. And don't miss the new season of The Kardashians, uh, starring The Kardashians, of course. And season five promises new horizons for the entire Kardashian clan. And if you're looking for steamy streams, check out Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set on the tropical Caribbean island of Grand Cayman, where the rich come to play. But be warned, it's a small island. And secrets don't stay secret for long. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. And we're back. We're back. And uh, there's a story coming out of Gaza that I feel like could get lost in the avalanche of devastating news, but I think is worth stopping and just acknowledging. So IDF snipers uh, killed three innocent Israeli captives who had escaped and were trying to get rescued. And they came out with their arms raised, uh, torsos bared, literally waving a white flag. And were summarily executed by the IDF. Only later was it revealed that they were innocent Israelis and not innocent Palestinians, at which point it became news. But this is like acknowledged. This is being like reported on from like by The Sun, like <laughs> the UK newspaper, The Sun, not a, not exactly a pro-Palestinian rag. No, but, um, it's just worth acknowledging that like this is what is going on they seem to be out of the bombing everything to rubble phase in gaza and have moved into the shooting everything that moves phase um and if three israeli hostages waving a literal white flag can't like even be spoken to before they're killed and israeli hostages are the reason they're there uh is supposedly Allegedly, it's probably time yes. to ask what what they're actually doing there and whether uh, they should be there. But um, it's yeah, it's it's horrifying. This uh, writer Moin Rabani wrote: the incident confirms yet again that Israeli soldiers are authorized to shoot dead both surrendering combatants and civilians waving flags of surrender. 
under current conditions in the Gaza Strip. And despite the Israeli military being fully aware, it may encounter live Israeli captives, ostensibly a key reason for their presence there. It may additionally be the case that soldiers are being encouraged by their commanders to shoot anything that moves. So yeah, it's it's not great. It's pretty pretty fucking horrifying. And like those are that's that's war crimes. That's you can't you can't shoot people waving a white flag of surrender. That's look, we're well know. past that, Jack. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> like. Yeah. Uh, how th- how bad of a war crime do you think someone would have to commit for people to start giving a shit about war crimes again? They seem to be in search of an answer to that. Oh, you like, think of white seems- phosphorus or uh, uh, napalm? Like, <laughs> yeah, because uh, that 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 goalpost keeps shifting. Of like, yep. Biden saying, ah, "Israel's, we want you out of there by Christmas," which. Doesn't seem likely at this point. Also seems kind of arbitrary. Why not now? Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Why Christmas? <laughs> oh, so they can play soccer like in World War II. Yeah, I think that's, oh, that's the hope. Right. On the other side, uh, wanted to do a quick check in with uh, Donald Trump's rhetoric uh, over the weekend. He quoted uh, Vladimir Putin and Viktor Orban uh, in speeches. Uh, mm-hmm saying that he's innocent of his crimes. Uh, He used the term hostages to describe people charged with violent crimes uh, on January 6th. Um, And like he's, he just seems to be ramping up his rhetoric the week after um, everyone was like, man, he, this guy might be an authoritarian. He's just gone full like dictator. Um, And they were like, he's ramping up that authoritarianism, almost like he wants to be a dictator. And he responded with the Jack Nicholson, like nodding and smiling crazily meme. Um, yes. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, this is a surprise to no one. Uh, <laughs> it actually seems late. <laughs> like he's been an authoritarian for a long time. Yeah. Like some of the stuff is like he's also using blatantly like white supremacist eugenicist language around undocumented immigrants, claiming they are quote poisoning the blood of our country. Um, but like in the past, he had just made that statement to hard right conservative outlets, but this time he's like using it in his political speeches. And like the thing that people are grasping at for hope is also kind of depressing to me. Like there is, uh, people were like, Nikki Haley's gaining on Trump in New Hampshire. Hell um, yeah. That just means she's at 29% to his 44%. Um, in Iowa, it's 58 to 13. Um, so, I mean, I guess you got to start somewhere, but, uh, I also feel like the two factors are not unrelated. Like Trump is saying this wild shit and getting more popular because, you know, his base is, you know, there are enough people who are racist and uh, there is, I think, a broad sense uh, among people that um, there's just been years of ineffectual leadership where, like, the president is clearly not acting on behalf of people, but, like, instead uh, on behalf of corporations. And so, you know, for a while now, there's been this unstated in the mainstream media hope that like someone's going to come through 
and step outside of that system and like i don't know i i feel like there are, are probably a lot of people who are like yeah let's go with an authoritarian at least well that's the well that's the interesting thing because okay so with like your joe biden's they have shareholders essentially like there's a bunch of people in line ahead of the constituency that he has to appease right yeah so with an authoritarian he's free to just throw that out the fucking window and do whatever he wants now that right. doesn't that might not be good for a lot of the constituency but it's oddly closer i want to say because in theory seems like it could be closer because it's not he's not he's not necessarily going to appease the shareholders first he's going to appease his ego right (laughs) much better (laughs) and that there might be a little more crossover with the people who are into what he's throwing down uh, to you know get something out of it i I don't know what that something is but they're getting something out of it (laughs) they're um and i think that's something's white supremacy (laughs) there yeah i think for white supremacists this is you know the the answer to a lot of like long-held you know beliefs where they they're like I, I feel like i'm taking crazy pills everyone's acting like whites aren't supreme <laughs> um and the but i i also yeah i think there's something that's very real there with people looking at you know joe biden trying to forgive student debt and like throwing his hands up and being like ah, it's out of my hands guys are like trying to pass like this progressive legislation that he promised and you know just yeah, it'll, repeatedly it'll saying dumped. it's out of my hands and if anything good happens it's like some weird little rider on some other shit that's not right. for us yeah yeah so i don't know i i just think the it's being treated as like trump is succeeding despite the authoritarian like him saying these authoritarian things and i think it's probably more accurate that he's succeeding at least partially because of that which is fucking scary a scary place for the country to be um so um yeah not great though yeah uh all right let's take a quick break and we'll be back You like to watch new stuff, right, Zygang? I know I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new. Because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump. Join Lisa and her hand-selected staff at Chateau Rosabelle, a glamorous estate in the French countryside, as they live, work, and play together 24-7. Vanderpump Villa is where... First-class luxury meets world-class drama. And don't miss the new season of The Kardashians, uh, starring The Kardashians, of course. And season five promises new horizons for the entire Kardashian clan. And if you're looking for steamy streams, check out Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set on the tropical Caribbean island of Grand Cayman, where the rich come to play. But be warned, it's a small island. And secrets don't stay secret for long. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. And we're back, and uh, Arlington National Cemetery will remove their Confederate memorial this week. Hey, so, it only took a go. couple hundred years. That's right. Um, it sits in Arlington National Cemetery, uh, and it is set to be removed later this week, uh, out by the end of the year, per a Department of Defense directive on renaming and or removing Confederate monuments. Republicans, of course, not happy about this, claiming the memorial should stay because according to a letter signed by more than 40 House Republicans, it does not honor nor commemorate the Confederacy, this Confederate monument, but rather the memorial commemorates reconciliation and national unity. Uh-huh. And who, who it is the statue of? <laughs> it's exactly. of, I, I believe there are slaves um, huh. involved in it. Uh, huh. they, and so... Uh, even the Arlington hmm. National Cemetery website admits the sculpture includes a nostalgic, mythologized vision of the Confederacy with highly sanitized depictions of slavery. Hmm. And among those calling for the statue's removal include the family of the original artist, who said in a statement that, quote, this statue intended to rewrite history to justify the Confederacy and the subsequent racist Jim Crow laws. It glorifies the fight to own human beings and in its portrayal of African-Americans implies their collusion. This seems like not a great statue uh, that you'd think they would be removing by breaking it to pieces or like putting it in a mysterious warehouse next to the Ark of the Covenant. But uh, (laughs) actually it's just moving to a different park. Uh, Virginia Governor Glenn Youngkin is going to move it to a uh, new market battlefield state historical park where uh, the DOD has no power. So one of my favorite battlefield parks. <laughs> it's a good one. The water slides are sick there. Oh. oh man. All right. So there's this New York post article that they, they just continue to try and sweatily dunk on young people. Uh, to ju- I think they're just like, harvesting boomer rage clicks by being like look at look at these helpless youngs um let's see let's see who wrote this yeah um i mean somebody who's probably just knows what their editors want uh 
But one of one of their articles that made the social media rounds this weekend blasted Gen Z's menu anxiety problem. Uh, kids today are just quote too scared to order their own meals. Gen Z suffers from menu anxiety when dining out, with many too scared to order their own meals. Is the tweet from the New York Post. So the science is there. I mean, this is based on a study uh, conducted by a British pizza chain. Which is where most of our most of the science that we cite on this show is studies from various pizza chains, not always <laughs> British, um, but because British pizza chains don't make pizza that anyone wants to eat, they yeah, have I was tons of time for that. research. <laughs> I was wondering. I was like, is that gonna be any good? <laughs> Best pizza I had in the like time that I spent. Living in uh, Ireland, which I know is not uh, Britain, but uh, it was uh, Pizza Hut, a uh, Pizza Hut personal pan pizza. So, um, ouch. That's uh, may, maybe it's changed. That was a long time ago, but I hope so. And also, like the menu anxiety was reportedly triggered by uh, the increasingly exorbitant cost of a meal out. Like, even the study says that. So, like the headline makes it sound like anyone under 30 is just like irrationally afraid of an inanimate object like the menu. <laughs> and yeah, I hate the framing of this. Like, yeah. and it's, you know, it's clearly, I mean, you look at the, uh, the author's page and it, they, they clearly have some sort of mandate to work Gen Z into uh, yeah. at least at least 30% of their headlines. What else you got on there? Well, there's one that says, uh, Gen Zers hate email, but so do the rest of us. What do we do now? <laughs> and it's like, what the fuck does that have to do with anything? But, um, <laughs> uh, that's amazing. Yeah. But I mean that like, so yeah, it's just anxiety around how much it costs to eat out, which is very, uh, understandable, understandable and common to everyone. Like hatred of email, uh, everybody can identify with that. And also like anxiety around decision-making has always been a thing like choice yeah. overload choice, uh, fatigue, uh, has been studied for decades. I've had many, many people in my life who, uh, um, yeah, like eating out with like a group of people and that, that for some people that's pressure, like having everybody's ordering in a circle and you gotta be ready when the person gets to you and, yeah, it's just as some people out just eating out prices yeah. aside. So it's like, uh, I, I can totally see how, yeah, uh, yeah, let me see. I mean, I don't really go out to the new places unless I check out the menu first. It's just what you do. I, I, yeah. I don't know. To me. I If Yelp didn't exist, I, I wouldn't know what to order. Um, I Yeah, ordering, that is a thing. Like, ordering at a restaurant is a skill and some people have it and yeah. some people use Yelp to cheat at it. And I am in the latter category. <laughs> um, but like in the same way that, you know, uh, they say that like Chuck Close, the great portrait artist had face blindness, but like in having face blindness, he like break the face down into its component parts and like do an amazing job of like painting a portrait. Hmm. I, because I don't have the skill, like I look at a menu and I don't see music. I see like a bunch of choices of like things, ways that this could go horribly wrong. 
<laughs> and so I recognize in other people, like this is a great skill that some people have and I will just cheat off of their order. I'll be like, you order first and then I'll be like, I'll have what he's having um, because they are better at it than yeah, me. Yeah, like my, I, I work with like archetypes. Like I'm very habitual. So it's like if I go to a certain genre of restaurant, I already have an idea in my mind of what sort of thing I'm going to get, whether right. or not, whether or not I've been there before. I'm like, I'm going to Italian. Um, you know, I like creamy sauces and like, uh, salty meats and stuff like that, man. That's also what I like, but saying creamy sauces and salty meats, uh, just grosses me out for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, what do you have? <laughs> do you ever, do you ever, uh, verbalize it that way? What do you have, uh, that's creamy sauced and salty meated. Only um, when I want to embarrass my partner. Yeah, there you go. Are you having a salty meat, good <laughs> sir? I'll have your finest salty meat, please. <laughs> my wife uh, does not like salty things, and so I, it has been called to my attention that I, I eat some salty-ass meats. Uh, I eat some salty-ass everything. Just, I, I love me some pancetta, man. Yeah, yeah. So good. Get that cheddar. And by cheddar, I mean pan cheddar. <laughs> uh, finally, the Pope has okayed same-sex blessings uh, with a massive asterisk. But uh, the he's formally approved same-sex blessings in a new document that also stresses that people shouldn't be subject to exhaustive moral analysis. Um, hmm, which is weird coming from Catholicism. But Catholicism okay. seems to be like a <laughs> eternal machine of exhaustive moral analysis. It's um, that's I can't think of a better definition <clears throat> for Catholicism than that. <laughs> but this is the cool pope. This is the come on man, just love one another. He's pope. the cool pope. He smokes dope. That's right. Has it? Do we know? Has this pope smoked weed? Has he commented? I'm sure on it'll that? come out soon enough. But yeah. he'll be on Joe Rogan smoking a blunt. Yeah. <laughs> Guy like that. Come on. There's no way he's not getting high. Not token up. Um, but yeah, so seemingly a far cry from the Vatican's previous uh, Congregation for the Doctrine of the Faith. Yeah, the CDF. CDF, yeah. Yeah, of course. That we all, we remember when that bomb dropped and we were all just eagerly reading. Um but uh, that one stated the church can't bless the unions of two men or two women because God cannot bless sin. Oh, okay. Well, they, say, they say the same shit about like any couple that had premarital sex, you know. Um, but the the church is not the coolest, hippest of uh, institutions. Um, but so the new document follows up on a letter that Pope Francis published in October, which suggested that there could be ways to there could be ways, and I've been talking to God, there might be some ways to bless same-sex unions. Like, maybe if I do it with my eyes closed. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I uh, like... do it uh, with uh, my eyes closed. Uh, <laughs> Sorry for the South America. accent. Yeah. Or whatever, wherever he's from. I don't know where he's from. Is he Brazilian? Argentinian? <laughs> he's from, from... I don't know why I assumed he was just Italian. Um, just a couple... Tiny, massive uh, caveats here. The document reaffirms the church's position that marriage is only between a man and a woman and stresses that any blessings conferred upon a same-sex couple 
can't be done at the same time as a civil union or using set rituals from a civil union or even with the clothing and gestures that belong in a wedding. So the church can now bless a gay couple, but they'd better not be dressed in formal wear is essentially the, the rules here. So it's the church's version of civil union. They just, they changed all the trappings, but you can yeah. still get it. Yeah. But it's just, we can't call it what it is. Yeah. Right. Cause God will get mad. Yeah. And he'll send locusts. He yes. will send locusts. He will send locusts and, and various poxes upon your house. Uh, the document also underscores that any, quote, irregular unions are in a state of sin, so these couples can still receive a blessing, uh, which is like a nice wave from the Pope on their way to hell, according to the Catholic <laughs> Church. Like, all right. Well, that was nice. And he's like, all right, have a nice trip. See you next month. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, anyways, so unclear uh, what, where this all shakes out. Uh, I, w I would say we'll continue to pay attention and try and like rank all the orders of importance of the blessing versus the uh, statement that it's still a sin, uh, but I have been advised against exhaustive moral analysis, so I think I'll just, uh, you know, ignore this shit and continue to uh, try and just be kind to people. Seems like maybe a way to go. Yeah, but what are you getting out of it, though? That's right. Um, I got, I don't know. Yeah. That, nah, I'm going to go back to the Catholic Church way because that way I can just like read up a lot on these, uh, all these doctrines and then sound smart as hell and uh, maybe find a way to tie in Taylor Swift to my condemnation of the modern world. Um, all right, Brian, that's going to do it for us on this uh, Monday, December 18th. We are back tomorrow with a whole last episode of the show. Uh, where can people find you, follow you, any, any of that good stuff? Uh, you can't find me. You can't Don't find follow him. me. Yeah, leave him alone. How about that? Um, and you can't fool, can't fool me again. Can't fool me again. Yeah. Only once. Shame on uh, you. Uh, fool me twice. You get, yeah. can't get fooled again. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, back tomorrow. Until then, be kind to each other. Be kind to yourselves. Yep. Get the vaccine. Don't mm -hmm. do nothing about white supremacy. And we will talk to you all tomorrow. Bye. Bye. Here's something you might not know about wireless. Sometimes what you see isn't what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Just $25 per month, taxes and fees included. Switch now at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Zyke gang, you like to watch new stuff, right? I mean, who doesn't? I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama, a new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course, and Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. 
Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Roger that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com.